My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. Wonder why someone you love will not take action, even though they know it's right, even though they know it would work, even though they know that it would make them happy, would likely fulfill their goal, complete their mission, but they just won't act on it. Ever wonder why you don't? The truth is it's very simple. Our brains are wired for just two things, to move us towards pleasure and to move us away from pain. It's just the way our 100,000, 200,000-year-old brain, that limbic system works. We move towards pleasure. We naturally move away from pain. Now think about that. Think of the things that are on your list that they don't even make it to your list, but you want to do them. I want to go do this, visit this person, go get a mani-pedi, go to the spa, go shopping, X, Y, Z. Dopamine, 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 bring me pleasure. Think of the things that you don't want to do. Schedule the dentist, go get the car oil changed, go have that conversation with whomever, coworker, boss, partner, conversation that you don't want to have, the child, the neighbor who's driving you crazy, whatever. Move away from pain. Limbic system saying, no, 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 not comfortable. Confrontation, no, no. So we move towards pleasure and away from pain. It's very simple. It's just the two. That's the way we're wired. Very simple. Towards pleasure, away from pain. So if you look at that in not just your actions, but the actions of people around you, it can be really enlightening to see that people move towards making choices. They're choosing to either embrace or to avoid particular states of being, want to avoid discomfort, avoid confrontation, avoid hurt, avoid pain, avoid sadness, want to move towards and embrace happiness, certainty, safety, love, connection. Kind of those six personal needs we were talking about not too long ago. In order to have a sense of control, a sense of certainty within one's life, most people believe that if they can control their experience and their feelings, then they would control them towards happiness, love, connection, significance, pleasure. The interesting thing comes in with comfort and certainty. Most people believe that staying where they are is less painful, i.e., closer to pleasurable. If pleasure to pain is a spectrum, less painful. Most people believe that staying where they are will be less painful than the change because the change includes the unknown. And oftentimes the unknown triggers fear. It triggers potential pain, even the possibility of pain. If I am here in my life experiencing discomfort or pain or unhappiness on the level of five, scale of one to 10. So very good. That's pretty stressful, pretty painful, pretty sad. And I know that there is something else out there that could bring me pleasure, could decrease that discomfort, that daily numbness, that daily disengagement that I have. If I know there's something out there that could eliminate that, why wouldn't I go for it? Well, I would, but why don't many people go for it? Because that level of unknown could make my discomfort jump from a five to an eight. 
And I'm here to tell you that the mass majority of that is true. I could be riding at an uncomfortable five to take some drastic action to get me out of that mundane, average, coping day-to-day five to get me to decrease that down to a one, I have to take the risk that it will increase it to an eight during the time of transitioning into a more pleasurable time. I need to embrace a little bit of pain by way of discomfort, as in I know this five like the back of my hand. I live this five each and every day. It's the five that has me getting up, having a cup of coffee, going off to work at a job that I don't like, that I don't feel appreciated, coming back home through traffic, eating a similar meal as I did six days ago, watching four hours of television and scrolling through social media, and then going to bed and repeating that five days a week. That's a five, right? I think a lot of people live there. I have no idea what that's like, and I do try and empathize. But honestly, I've never done that in my life. I feel very blessed that I've just not been a cog in that wheel. I digress. The point being is that five, I theoretically know very well. In order to get out of that five, there's no magic pill that includes all pharmaceuticals that will eradicate that for me like that. No magic pill. There is one thing that will do it, but it's still a pill. It's accountability. And as soon as you leave behind victimy and you embrace victory, you can become whatever you want without relative resistance, in all honesty. I digress again. I know this five really well. And in order to better this five, I may need to have to take it to an eight for a very short time and be uncomfortable because newness for most people is uncomfortable, which is a state of pain, which is why they don't go there. I know it sounds crazy, but people get comfortable with the level of unhappiness that they have, and that becomes the lesser of two evils. It becomes the lesser of two pains. And I'm here to tell you that while that may be true for a very short time, that dissipates, and that five that may jump up to an eight for an hour, two hours, while you have that tough conversation, will diminish that five, maybe down to a one. It is so worth undertaking. I mean, one day that five will become a six and a seven and an eight and nine, and then it just won't be worth entertaining. Flat lines fall, people. You are either growing or dying. So if you're a five over and over and over and over and over again, and that just becomes ingrained in you, you have to make a change. You have to make a drastic change. And a drastic change may just be saying that you're going to change. It may be starting with the story. You got a story, you got state, and you have a strategy. Strategy is going to be the easiest thing, the how. Don't bother yourself with the how. I listened to a Southern Baptist preacher once say, but they kept asking me, how? How would I do it? And she said, God didn't tell me ahead of time about puberty. I went through puberty, didn't know how to do it the whole time. Sounds a lot better when she did it. Anyway, the how is the easiest part. Taking accountability over the story of your own story, whether it was given to you, read to you over and over again as a child, from your parents, from siblings, from school, teachers, people around you in the community, whether you're reinforcing that same story now with your friend group, with your spouse, with your family, with your coworkers in your community, reminder, you are the author of your story. 
So whatever story that you've been told repeatedly, it only matters that you tell yourself that because right now in your brain, the message that you reinforce with yourself is the real message. So you need to stop and listen to what you're saying and ask yourself, is that even true? And if it's not, discard it and write your own story. Story is huge. It's your mindset. It's how you can walk through the world with a certain sense of security, of confidence, knowing that you are capable of doing great things. You can't have the stinky committee or the negative talk in your mind constantly. You have to take control of that story. Pick up a pen, write the story, start today. The state is all about my stable table. You can manage your state if you manage these other things. If you're managing your hydration each and every day, if you're managing your daily movement, your nutritious meals and quality sleep, then you will get a handle on your mindset. You'll become more accountable, more dependable. You'll have consistency. You'll be able to commit to things. You can manage your stable table. That allows you the consistent, habitual routine that allows you to manage your state on a consistent basis. Okay. So you have your story, you have your state strategy will almost reveal itself by that time. Don't worry about that. But I want to address, and I, and I think I have, about the brain that we're neurologically wired for these two pathways to go towards pleasure, to go away from pain. You can tell yourself a story about what pleasure is, and you can tell your story to yourself about what pain is. So again, you create this story. If you've been telling yourself over and over and over again that it's more painful, however that looks, discomfort, more confronting, or more cringe to engage in, you reinforcing that story in your head will have you avoid that area, will have you avoid that tough conversation, will have you avoid setting a dental appointment, will have you avoid maintaining the car, will have you avoid hiring a cleaning lady because you cannot in your schedule with the time you have manage cleaning your home. If you make that a painful thing, you will avoid it. So stop doing that. If those things truly serve you, try them on. If they bring you pleasure, then that will reinforce you moving toward them. Okay. That makes sense. If any of this is not making sense, please shoot me a text. I'm happy to break it down, give you references expound on any bit of it. The text number is in the outro. It's 206-483-2960. Those come directly to me. And I want to give a couple shout outs to a few people who have reached out with their New Year's tracking devices, uh, whether digital or old school paper like mine. Fantastic. Really, it's really been great to see a couple people have dove in, not just dipping their toe in the pool. They're jumping entirely in there and committing to this year, developing a tracking system that allows them to see their wins and to see where they could put a little more focus. Now, I want to say that the tracking system, this is a perfect example as to why people are their own worst enemy. This is something very simple. Yes, it's maybe new to you. And yes, it may be uncomfortable, but it's something you do just for yourself. And the pleasure that comes from it will never, ever 
unparalleled. You'll never experience it until you're on the other side of having done it. There's a gal who, shout out Rebecca, there's a gal who sent in a tracking form, screenshot of a habit tracker that looks almost identical to the one I currently use and that I've used for 20 plus years. Her tracking, she's got a list that she checks every day, multiple times a day. We didn't get into that, but she checks off these certain things that are on her focus that she wants to do, that she, it's just about her. It doesn't matter what they are. It could be anything. It could be, I'm going to say hi to a stranger today. It could be, I'm going to floss my teeth in the middle of the day, as well as before I go to bed or whatever. It doesn't even matter. The whole point is that you're tracking. I cannot even explain to you in words. There is absolutely no way to describe what that one gift would bring. It absolutely will change your entire life. And she's on it. And her list looks very similar to mine from 20 years ago and from last week when I started a new one. Yes, my list changes every month slightly. Like I mentioned to her, I try and bump things to the top of the list that are more AM related in the morning and separate the things towards the bottom of the list that are more PM. So I'm doing them in a little bit out of chronological order when I'm recapping them through the day. But also in the last couple of years, I've tried to take exception to that is move the things to the top of the list that I want to focus most on. So they are top of mind. So if I'm focusing more on my sleep or on my hydration because it's a certain year, it's a certain month of the year or I'm traveling or whatever, I will put those at the top so they draw more attention. It's just an advanced tip. But tracking is huge. And the benefit, far, far, the pleasure that comes from it that you will never know until you embrace the practice and commit to it is so much greater than the slight bit of discomfort you have to get by finding a good pen and a piece of graph paper. It's absolutely ridiculous how much people avoid this one practice that could absolutely revolutionize every area of their life. Kudos, Rebecca. Just a little recap. Neurologically, we're wired for two things. Our brain moves us, our limbic brain, which is eons old, moves us toward pleasure or away from pain. Try and think of that. Keep that frame of reference in mind when you are easily committing to something or moving towards something or the things that you get done on a regular basis with ease. See if I'm right. See if this is right. Do they bring you pleasure in some way, shape, or form? Versus the things that are on your list that continually get rewritten on your list. Area that you're not going to clean the or organize or declutter the appointment that you refuse to make that's three, four, five months past due for whatever reason. The conversation that you don't want to have, the letter that you don't want to write, the person that you don't want to confront about X, Y, and Z. Look at those and think of like, do you associate that with something uncomfortable, with something painful? Because as long as you do, it's going to be very hard to get them done. If you can wrap your head around a story that says, if I have that difficult conversation, I may be really uncomfortable during it, right before it, probably right after it. But in two weeks, in three months, I will feel so much better than I feel right now having not had the conversation. I don't think I need to encourage anybody to associate 
pleasure with the things they do because naturally most people gravitate towards that. Now, if you're not, if you're prohibiting yourself from doing things with pleasure because you have some story about it, go back to the three S's. Story, state, strategy. Story is the first one to work on. What's going on between the years? The temple between the temples, people. Mindset is huge. It is huge. You can hydrate, exercise, eat clean, nutritious meals, have a great, pretty great quality sleep program. If you don't have your mindset right, those things will all, well, at the end of the day, they will fall short of helping you completing your feeling of satisfaction, of pleasure, of vibrancy. Got to have your mindset right. So talked about a lot today, neurologically, how our brains are wired towards pleasure and pain. Things that we gravitate towards are usually pleasurable things, the things we want to avoid like the plague are usually painful things. We want to get into their story, into our state and into our strategy. How we manage our story is through self-reflection, through journaling, through moving our bodies, through forgiveness, through writing letters, through stream of consciousness, through a number of different modalities, but working through that and creating our own story that is helpful to us that is, I think of is practical, but optimistic. That's going to be our operating system. Your story is like your operating system. The state is really taken care of, or at least I should say the state management, the prerequisite to that is my stable table. Hydrating, moving, nutritious meals, quality sleep. Once those four are in a groove, they become like clockwork. You are open to the next level which is state management. And that comes with a pretty hefty load. The reason state management is so challenging is because emotions and feelings exist. And if you're not on top of your physical being, as in you're not staying hydrated, you're not maintaining a good amount of nutrition and, and good sleep, your state will slip. It's just not possible to maintain it consistently. That's why we manage our stable table is to be eligible to manage our state and to control our emotions in a healthy way, which allows us to get a shit ton done, by the way. It goes in that order. My stable table, state management, get a shit ton done. And then the strategy we'll talk about on a future episode, but it more than likely handles itself, to be honest, once these two lower tiers are taken care of. So hopefully that helps give you some food for thought. Think about the things that you are really drawn to in life that bring you pleasure, the things that you are avoiding that you believe will bring you pain. I invite you to put a reframe on those. And like the confrontation, the difficult conversation, it may really be more painful than it is to avoid for a short time. Most of those conversations, most of them, I would say, as time goes on after their completion, feelings improve. It takes a weight off. It takes a brick out of the backpack. It allows you to raise your standard. You're accountable for what goes on in your life and confronting hard situations is part of that. It really is. You can be the cause or the effect. You can't be both. You got to choose. And it is your choice. I know you'll make the right one. 
lots to chew on for this week. I look forward to seeing the growth and the new habits that you guys are picking up, especially the healthy ones. Please do share them on the wellness texting community. Again, those texts come directly to me. And if you have a question, shoot it there and I'm happy to respond at my earliest convenience. Again, lots to chew on this week. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And until next week's episode, start that tracking. Take a look at what you got going on in relation to pleasure and pain. Maybe revisit your story, your state. We'll talk strategy in the future. Until then, be well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206 206- Four eight three two nine six zero. Again, that's keyword yes to two zero six four eight three two nine six zero, and we'll see you on the inside.